Hello, this is Josh Christman, pastor of the Anchor Church of Cambridge, located in Cambridge, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life that God has called you to live. Praying for you. We're going to start at verse 23, and we're going to read to verse 27. And when they came to Mara, they could not drink of the waters of Mara, for they were bitter. Therefore, the name of it was called Mara, which means bitterness. And the people murmured against Moses, saying, What shall we drink? And he cried unto the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree, which when he had cast into the waters, the waters were made sweet. There he made for them a statute and an ordinance. And there, somebody say there, at Mara, he proved them. He proved them at Mara. How are you going to respond to, to Mara? He proved them there and, and said, If thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God, and wilt do that which is right in his sight, and wilt give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes, I will put none of these diseases upon thee, which I have brought upon the Egyptians. For I am the Lord that healeth thee. What a powerful passage of Scripture. And verse 27. And they came to Elam, where were twelve wells of water (laughs) and threescore and ten palm trees. And they encamped there by the waters. Amen. I want to preach to you this morning on this subject. And the Lord is heavy upon me this morning. The anointing of the Lord is in this place. God wants to do something special. And he has burdened me today to preach to you on this subject. Drinking from healed waters. Drinking from healed waters. Amen. I wonder if you could lay your Bibles down this morning and lift your hands to the Lord and just ask Him to speak to you today, God. Lord, speak to my neighbor. Speak to every person in this house. But but speak to me, God. Speak to my heart. Speak to my life. Lord, bring healing, God, in every function of my being, I pray. God, I'm open to your will, Lord. 
in your way in this service. I pray that your anointing, God, would be upon every eye and every ear and every heart. Give us seeing eyes, hearing ears, and understanding hearts. Let your anointing be upon my, my, my tongue to speak the words, Lord, that you have purposed for me to speak, God. Go before us. Prepare the way. We'll give you all the praise in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Clap your hands one more time. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. Praise God. I'm going to try to keep it short today. <laughs> Somebody said, yeah, right. Amen. Drinking from healed waters. Amen. In the word of the Lord, in the book of Exodus, the Bible tells us a story. How many knows that we can glean from God's word through the stories and the examples in God's word? And how many know that through the, through the Logos word of the Lord that he can speak to us a quickening word? From his eternal word, he can quicken the word of the Lord to us in our lives personally. Somebody say amen. He wants to do that. How many know he wants to do that? He wants to speak to us. He wants to minister to our situation. Come on. He longs for us to be healed. It is a byproduct of the cross and the presence of the Lord. Amen. If you're in Christ Jesus, you should walk in restoration and healing. Somebody say amen. They, they came out of Egypt, the Bible says, by God's mighty hand. Amen. They... They, they, they cover the doorposts with the blood. And he said, if I see the blood, I will pass over you. And the, the death angel came through all of Egypt and killed all the firstborn of the Egyptians. And everybody that didn't have the blood on their doorposts. Amen. And the Bible says that, that Pharaoh was, there was a great cry that went out in Egypt. And, and Pharaoh told Moses, you get these people and you get out of here. Amen. And so Moses gathered all of the people and they left out of Egypt and, and uh, they were headed towards the wilderness and, and they got to the Red Sea and the Bible says that Pharaoh's army pursued them. He wanted them out. He wanted to destroy them. He's chasing them with all of his chariots and his army and, and uh, the Bible says that, that Moses stretched forth the rod over the Red Sea and God parted the Red Sea. And they walked over on dry ground. Somebody say amen. What a great miracle. They walked over on dry ground and they watched as the Egyptian army behind them. As they pursued them through the, the, the path that God had made for his people. The Lord let the waters go and the, and the waters consumed the army that pursued them. 
Amen. And there was great victory and great joy. Amen. And, and they begin to sing and dance on the banks of the Red Sea because of the great victory that God had prepared for them. How many know that that is a figure of baptism? Amen. That God made a way for us to be saved and everything that pursued us and all of our past and every place that we have been, that it was destroyed in the water. Come on. When I went down in the water in the name of Jesus, uh, he remitted my sins. Everything that I'd ever done, every place that I'd ever been was washed in the blood of the Lord. There is no enemy from my past that can ever get to me where I'm at now. It's washed in the blood. It is cast in the sea of forgetfulness, never to be remembered against me again. Clap your hands to the Lord this morning. He's worthy. A great victory. Amen. Being saved is a miracle. Amen. Being placed in a situation where you can have a repentant heart. You can be sorry for your sins. Come on. You can, you, you, there can be an atmosphere of your heart where you're broken before God. Amen. Sometimes we got to get pretty low before we turn to the Lord. But I'm thankful that God prepared in me a place of repentance. Amen. I'm thankful that he prepared in me a place where I can ask him to help me. Amen. It's a miracle. The waters of baptism. It's a miracle. Amen. The infilling of the Holy Ghost. It's a miracle. Come on. It is the, the earnest of our inheritance. It is the resurrection of the life of Jesus Christ. Infilling our mortal body. Come on. It is the greatest of the inheritance. Amen. If you don't have the Holy Ghost, you need the Holy Ghost. Come on. If you haven't been baptized in Jesus' name, you need to be baptized in Jesus' name. Clap your hands to the Lord. He's worthy. They go forth from the banks of the Red Sea. Great victory. Amen. Somebody say great victory. Rejoicing. Amen. I've never been so happy. How many remember that day? I've never been so happy. Amen. They left there from the banks of the Red Sea and the great victory that God had brought in their lives. And, and, and they traveled a three days journey okay, uh, to the bank of uh, a body of water there. And, and they got to the water in the middle of the wilderness. They, they, had, they had come a good length. They, they didn't have any water. How many know they ran out of water? Everybody look at me. I know she's cute. <laughs> See, when you're in a small building and everybody's real close to you, their eyes just, phew, everybody. <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. They, they come, they, they've come too far to go back. Amen. They're in a place where they have no water. Amen. Life has brought them to a place where uh, they, they don't have anything to go forward and they don't have enough to go back. They're stuck. Amen. They're, they're stuck in a place where the water is undrinkable. Amen. They're stuck in a place where the water that they're standing over cannot be used for their benefit. Amen. They're stuck in a place that they didn't ask for necessarily. 
Amen. How many know that life sometimes can bring us circumstances that we didn't ask for? Amen. There can be things happen in our world that we didn't wish for, that we didn't want. Amen. That, that, that we didn't ask for. Amen. It, it, it's a place in life where, where you, are, you are challenged in the depths of your soul. Amen. It's a place in, in life where you're hurt, maybe. It's a place where maybe you're abused. It's a place maybe to where that something was taken from you that, that, that you didn't want to let go of or something was done to you that you didn't want done. There was somewhere, someplace seemingly unfair treatment that came to you or unfair circumstances that came into your life that you didn't agree with and you didn't want. Amen. And it caused resentment in your spirit. Amen. Every person under the sound of my voice, every person that's ever breathed the breath of life comes to this place. Man, this is not a fictional place. Amen. How many know that, that, that we, we've made a lot of decisions in our life based on what has been done to us? Amen. We have uh, uh, resentment uh, is, listen to this, resentment is bitter indignation at having been treated unfairly. Amen. Unfairness is... Something that's not based on or behaving according to the principles of equality and justice. It's unkind treatment. Somebody being inconsiderate or unreasonable. Not following the rules. Amen. How many know that, that, that sin is missing the mark? That sin is, 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 it causes us to do things that bring harm. Come on. It causes us to do things that bring pain and suffering. It causes us to do things that brings damage to not only our lives, but the people's lives around us. Somebody say amen. How many know that other people's sins brings damage to their lives? And it also brings damage to my life. Come on, somebody. This is not something that, 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 that's hidden from us. Amen. This is a revelation that we need to understand. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Amen. All have sinned and brought harm to themselves, brought damage to themselves, made decisions where they missed the mark or they done something that was not according to the rules and they hurt themselves and hurt other people around them. Come on. And some of our lives have been marked with bitterness and resentment and we stand over the waters of Mara and we can't go forward and we can't go back and we're faced with circumstances that are undrinkable and can't bring any good to my life. I'm preaching to people today that you can't go any further until God does something in your world. You can't go back. You've come too far to turn back now. Stuck. Somebody say stuck. Amen. Stuck at bitterness. Bitterness is it's anger, disappointment at being treated unfairly. How many know resentment left to fester turns to bitterness? Are you bitter? Mm. Are you bitter this morning? 
I look at every person watching by way of the web today. Are you bitter? You need to look in the mirror and ask yourself this question. Because you can't save to be saved if you're bitter. Come on, somebody. You, you can't go further if you're bitter. Bitterness is sin. It's sin. Amen. Here's some signs of bitterness. Are you ready? Is anybody ready? Amen. I'm sorry. This is what the Lord gave me. I've walked it. I've lived it. Come on. God's healed me. Amen. Pastor told me this morning. Pastor Bounds, he said, when a man of God stands before people and preaches, they don't just get the message. They get the man. Amen. You have, listen, signs of bitterness. You have imaginary conversations with the person that has hurt you. Somebody say amen. You replay a conversation or experience over and over in your head. Come on. You feel the need to tell someone what they did. You are easily offended. You have strong negative emotion reactions to the things that this people said, this person says or does. You can remember details of the things that they said or did from months and years down the road. You are keeping a list. Of offenses. These are symptoms. I mean, when you go to the doctor and there's something wrong, you know when there's something wrong in your spirit. Amen. You know when there's something wrong in your body. You go to the doctor and the doctor says, What are your symptoms? They give you that questionnaire that comes and and you got to feel out. How many know what I'm talking about? Have you had this? Have you had headaches? Have you had nausea? Have you, have you had insomnia? Have you, uh, have you what, what are your symptoms? What's going on that cause you to think that you need to come to the doctor? Amen. And the doctor will look at your symptoms and he will, he will, he will, he will tell you uh, what the prognosis is, right? What the uh, what's wrong with you at that point based on the symptoms? Amen. If you have the symptoms of bitterness, I come to tell you this morning that you're standing over the, the waters of Merah. Come on. You're standing...
over circumstances in your life that are bringing you no value. Amen. They are bringing you nothing of value. Amen. If you stay there and you continue to try to drink that water, it will kill you. Come on. Because the waters of Mara are poisoned. Amen. It cannot bring sustenance to your body. It cannot bring longevity. In fact, your days are numbered. Amen. Because the waters of Mara, it will, it will destroy your mind. It will destroy your body and it will destroy your spirit. Amen. If you cannot go any further from Mara until you're healed. Amen. Standing there with the signs and the symptoms of, of bitterness, not knowing how to move forward. Amen. I, I know that all of us are not just bitter towards people. Amen. Sometimes we're bitter towards circumstances. Amen. Let me explain. If something has happened in your life that you did not ask for, didn't go as planned for you. Amen. We can get bitter in our hearts towards God because he took, allowed something to be taken away from you that you did not want to let go of. Somebody say amen. Your dream, your marriage, come on, your job, your business, your finances, come on, your church. Come on, somebody. Amen. Some of us could be sitting on bitterness from years and years down the road. Amen. But God has sent me here this morning to do something, to, to speak the word of healing into your life. How many know that Joseph? Had a dream. Amen. Amen. God gave him a dream. Amen. He had a dream of being elevated. A dream of, of his sheep being elevated. And his brother sheaves bowing down to him. And even his father and his mother. The, mon and the sun and the moon. And the eleven stars around him. Bowing down to him and making obeisance to him. Amen. Glorifying him. Amen. How many know that Joseph had a dream? Amen. But he was also betrayed. He was betrayed by his brothers. Come on. Stripped of his coat. Put in a pit. Sold into slavery. Amen. Lied on and sent to prison. Come on. Spent years in prison. Come on. Folks, he didn't ask for that. Amen. He had a dream that he would thought he was following the hand of the Lord and the purpose of the Lord for his life. But how in the world could that be in the purpose of God? How in the world could those circumstances be the will of God for his life? I want to tell you right now, it's the things that we go through that prove us. Come on, it's the things that we go through that prepare us. It's the things that we go through that give us the love and the forgiveness that we need to reach into to the, to, to the oracles of God and be a light to those that are hurting. Somebody say amen. It's the things that we go through where God proves us. Amen. But at the end of all of Joseph's trouble, when his brothers were standing before him. Amen. And he was able to feed them with all that Egypt had. Amen. He watched them beg him for forgiveness. 
And he was able to save his whole family. He was able to save his whole family because he did not get bitter. He had the power in his hand to destroy them. Amen. He was second in command of all of Egypt. He had, he had the army of, of Egypt after his command. Amen. He had the power to speak a word and they be destroyed. But you know, mercy is when you have the power to destroy them. <laughs> and you don't. And so he, he looked at them and he said, I know you're all sorry for what you've done. But as I look back on what has happened, you meant that for evil. But God turned that around for my good. And he has placed me here to save all of you alive. Amen. In the middle of the famine, he was able to save his whole family. His dad, his brothers, all of his brother's children, everybody that was in the come over 75 souls that was connected to his family. He brought to Egypt and they lived under the umbrella of all that Joseph had and all that Joseph had power over. Amen. He had that because he walked through it. He was willing to hold on in the midst of not understanding. Amen. And in the end, he was able to say that you meant it for evil, but God, you meant it for my destruction, but God. God. You meant it to do away with me, but God. Amen. How many know that God's plan is bigger than man's plan? And if we continue to look at our circumstances like man had some power over us, we limit the hand of God in our lives from him doing exactly what he wants to do. Somebody say amen. Standing over the, the waters of Mara. Amen. They begin to murmur against Moses. When there's bitterness in our lives. <laughs> uh, we will always turn on. Our authority. We will always turn on the person. That is over us that we see seemingly has some control over. The circumstances that are in our lives. Moses being the man of God that led the children of Israel out of Egypt. Now is standing there with all of the people talking against him. Come on. Talking against him. Come on. Talking against and murmuring against the spiritual authority in that situation. And I want to tell you, if we begin to, to talk about the spiritual authority in our life, or we have no, it will cause us to step out from underneath the umbrella or the covering of our spiritual authority. I want to tell you this morning that all of us need a spiritual authority in our lives. And if you don't have a spiritual authority in your life, there will be no direction for your future. There will be no direction for your future. Somebody say, well, God's over me. Amen. That's, the, that's not the only will of God for your life. 
Amen. Yeah, we got to be submitted to God, but we got to be submitted to the man of God that God has placed over us because there is no lone rangers in the kingdom. Come on. There is no superstars in the kingdom of God. Every son is a son of some father. Come on. We did not come from ourselves. We are not an island in and of ourselves. Come on. We cannot live in and of ourselves. How many know that the anointing of God flows down from the head, down over the garment, and all the way to the hems of the garment? If you step outside the body, you're outside of the anointing and the protection of God. And the reason that you're having the trouble you're having and not being able to get peace is because you're not submitted to the authority in your life. Amen. It's true anyway. It's true. Amen. I had a revelation this, this week. I'm going to say a revelation. The Lord impressed upon me the, the scripture with, without a vision, people perish. And so I, I began to pray over that scripture. I began to search it out and seek it out in my prayer time, in my study. And the word vision means a dream. It means an oracle. It means a, 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 a word from God. Direction. How many know that it's direction for your future? Without a vision, the people perish. I always took that to mean that, you know, without, without, without direction, they're going to go and they're going to be destroyed, which is the case. That's true. That is absolutely true. But the word perish, if you look it up in the Strongs, one of the definitions of it is it means to be uncovered. It means to be unoccupied or it means to means to be unbridled or empty okay without a vision the people perish without a dream without an oracle come on without instruction without a fresh word from God come on Without, without a constant renewing of the vision. Amen. Well, without, well, without a constant renewing of the dream. Come on. How many know that the vision is not just about us personally, but the vision is about the body of Christ and the church as a whole? God is the giver of the vision, but he passes the vision down from one man to another man. In the book of Eli, the Bible says that there, or the book of Samuel, when Eli was the, the priest in the synagogue, that the Bible says that there was no open vision. Amen. That, that, that Eli had stepped out from underneath the commandments of God and he allowed his sons to operate and do whatever they wanted in the house of God. There was no instruction. There was no word of God being preached. And the Bible says that there was no open vision and the glory of God departed. But God had a Samuel. Amen. That there was a mama called Hannah and she began to seek the face of God and she began to, she began to pray over having a son. And the Bible says that God gave her a son and she promised, I'll give that son, I'll give him to you all the days of his life. When he was old enough, she took him to the house of God to Eli. She took him to the house of God to Eli 
and she gave him to Eli. Now, she placed him in a place where there was no open vision. But he was covered with the word of God. Amen. He was covered with, with his mother's garment. The Bible says that, that she, would, she clothed him. She made him a coat. Not only did she make him a coat, but every year, amen, every year that she came back, the Bible says uh, that she brought him a new coat. She brought him a new coat that would fit him where he was at because mama had a word from God. And as that boy grew, she had a coat of vision that she brought to him every year to put on him and let him know you might be in a place where there's no vision, but God has given me a word. And when God gives you a word, he gives you a covering. Yeah. Amen. We need a covering in our life. Amen. But your, your, the bitterness in our life will cause us to rise up against the authority in our life. It's, it, it happens. Amen. Every time. If, if we'll blame the boss or we'll blame the, uh, 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 the husband or we'll blame the parents. Come on. Or we'll blame uh, the government. Come on. We'll blame the police. Uh, we'll blame everybody but ourselves uh, because everybody had control over our decisions but us. Somebody say amen. How many's ever been there? But Moses cried unto the Lord. Somebody say he cried unto the Lord. Here we are, God. We're in a place filled with bitterness. And we can't go forward. And we can't go backwards. What are we supposed to do? Somebody say amen. He said, there's a tree. It's close by. There's a tree that I planted. That You cut that tree down. And you throw it in the waters. And it'll heal the waters. Amen. Moses went. Found the tree. Cut the tree down. Threw it in the waters, and the waters were healed. The same water that was there before, now that would pull that was poisoning them, now has the ability to heal them. Come on. The same circumstances that we look at in front of us that make us bitter are the same circumstances that will give us life. Somebody say amen. That tree is a representation of the cross. How many know that the cross, the Bible says that the, that the lamb was slain from the foundation of the world. Stay with me just a few more minutes. Lamb was slain from the foundation of the world. That means that tree was planted from the beginning of all things. Amen. How many know that that tree was there before they got there? Amen. That tree was available the whole time. Amen. But Moses cut down the tree 
and threw it in the waters and it changed everything. Amen. I come to preach to you this morning that the cross changes everything. The cross changes everything. When you begin to look at your circumstances through the perspective of the cross, it changes the atmosphere of your heart. It changes the waters of your circumstances. It changes in light of the cross, changes everything that's happened to you, every place you've been, everything that's been done, everything that's been said. Until now, it changes everything. Because if it had not been for the cross, all of us would have been lost. If it had not been for the power, of the cross we would all be dead in our sins somebody say amen what do you think of when you think of the cross anybody I can't understand what you're saying you're going to speak up Sacrifice for our sin. You know the sins that we've committed? Somebody died for them. That there was a consequence of our actions. That somebody died for our sins. That Jesus was crucified on the cross for the things I did wrong. That it was, it was my sin... Somebody say it was my sin that nailed him to the cross. If anybody has a reason to be bitter, it's the Lord. Come on. Because he drank bitter, bitterness and gall at the cross. Come on. He, he took on his body the bitterness and the consequence of sin on the cross. He took up on his fleshly body the marks of sin. Come on. The marks of guilt and shame and humiliation. The marks of betrayal. Come on. The marks of offense. The marks of every sin, adultery, and fornication. And everything that's ever been done wrong. He bore it in his body on the cross. He bore it on the cross. Somebody say, everything I've done wrong. See, we don't have a problem with that one usually. We don't really have a problem with us being forgiven. <laughs> the Bible says that all have sinned. Amen. That, that, that my sin, we got to realize our sin has hurt us. But our sin has also hurt other people. And other people's sin has hurt them. But it's also hurt us. But we don't, we don't have a problem with, with us being saved. It's them. But how many know they need forgiveness just like we need forgiveness? And when you look through the perspective of the cross, all of a sudden, amen, all of a sudden I realize, hey, I have sin, just like they have sin, and I need forgiveness. 
just like they need forgiveness. Amen. And if I don't forgive, I can't be forgiven. Come on. If I don't get healed, I'll never make it to heaven. Amen. And it's through the perspective of the cross where we're saved from bitterness. Amen. Because the cross was not just forgiveness for me and my sin. It was forgiveness for them and their sin. Hallelujah. Amen. God has sent me here this morning to cut down the tree and to throw it in the waters and to let you know that you can be healed. You can move forward. There's better days ahead of you. Stand with me all over the building and lift your hands to the Lord and magnify His name. Come to the music, please. This is a hard message to preach. The moment we step into bitterness... I want you to hear me. There's a halt. There is a, we stop our growth and the process of God making us. You know what else happened at the cross pride was killed pride was destroyed but pastor you don't know what they've done and you don't know what they said and it doesn't matter because I've been to the cross come on and I realize I can't go one step further until I allow the tree to heal my waters. In fact, some of us are near dying. Our spirits are parched. And although we put on a good show and we, uh, we still live a life that we feel like that we're going to be saved, I want to tell you this morning that bitterness is sin. And the root of bitterness will destroy us. They couldn't go any further. They couldn't go one step past where they were at until it had been healed. Somebody say, man. Let me read you a passage of Scripture. Follow peace with all men and holiness to separation without which no man shall see the Lord. Looking diligently 
lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. Lest there be any fornicator or profane person as Esau, who for one morsel of meat sold his birthright. For you know that how, how that afterward, when he would have inherited the blessing, he was rejected. For he found no place of repentance, though he sought it carefully with tears. Amen. I want to tell you this morning that we can't go one step further. I can't go one more day. Amen. I can't go one more rung in the ladder. I can't move one step past where I'm at until it be healed. Amen. You can't, you can't move from this place and go on with God the way that you are. You will die. I'm preaching to people this morning. Amen. You've held on to it for years. Amen. You, you've, it's bothered you for years. It's troubled you for years. And you keep trying to press on and press past it. But the work that God's trying to do, He's trying to do in you, not in them. As long as I hold on to what they've done and what happened in my past, I'll never be able to reach and get a hold of what God has for me and for my future. Somebody say amen. After they applied the cross to their life, the waters were made sweet. And that thing, that the, the circumstance in front of them that was bitter, all of a sudden it turned sweet. And it began to be a value to them. Can you imagine Joseph at the, at the end, the rejoicing of his heart? Because we don't really see the good or the trouble until we get to the end. Somebody say, man, God wants to turn it and use it for your good. He wants to use it to fuel your ministry. Come on. He wants to use it to fuel your life. To fuel your spiritual relationship with Him. He wants to use it to be a benefit to you and your walk with Him and your life moving forward. Listen to this. And they came to Elam right after the waters were healed. They never would have got to Elam if they didn't find the tree. Somebody say amen. They never would have got to Elam if they weren't healed at Mara. Somebody say amen. Where there were 12 wells of water. Somebody say good water. And three score and ten palm trees. You know, palm trees are the representation of life. Amen. How many know there's palm leaves on the doors of the tabernacle or the tent of the, 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 uh, the temple that was built? Amen. Representing the life of God. Amen. Representing the existence of, of, of stability and life. Somebody say amen. And they encamped there by the waters. It's at Mara where you're proved. Some of us have been halted by the waters 
of Mara. Amen. Some of us have been have have stood at the waters of Mara for years. Amen. We have we've allowed it to pull us out of the church. We've allowed it to dictate our life and our spiritual walk with God. Everything that filters through our life is filtered through the bitter waters of what they did and what happened and where I've been. But I want to tell you this morning that God has sent me to throw the tree into the water and change it from bitterness to sweet. You need to hold that thing up into the perspective of the cross and say, if it had not been for the Lord. Just like he healed me, he wants to heal you. Amen. God has desired for us this morning to drink from healed waters. Oh, healed waters. Oh, why don't we lift our hands to the Lord today? There's a spirit of humility that's covering us, God, in the name of Jesus. Lord, I want to humble myself before you, God. Let every spirit of pride be killed, Lord. Oh, God, the death, Lord, of bitterness, God, let it happen today. I pray, Lord, that you would pluck it up by the roots, God. Lord, I pray that you would heal the waters of every heart today. Every mind, God. Every life, Jesus. For you are the Lord that healeth us. a call of God in this house I realized this morning this is not the message that you wanted to hear amen but this is the message that we needed to hear today why don't we come as a family to the front of the church this morning why don't we all come to the front and stand across the front here close come on move in here close so everybody can get in the front I'm not just preaching to a couple of people today I'm preaching to every person There's some things that God wants to heal in our hearts that we cannot move forward and have what he has for us with the atmosphere of bitterness being in our spirits. Not only has that thing dictated the choices that you've made, 
Amen. But you've grown in resentment and bitterness. And there's only one thing. There's only one thing that will be able to heal it. And that's the cross. I didn't deserve it. I didn't deserve the cross. I didn't deserve Jesus taking those nails in his hand. I didn't deserve it. Or he didn't deserve it. He, he didn't deserve it. He didn't deserve the, the stripes on his back. He didn't deserve the cat of nine tails. He, he didn't deserve the crown of thorns. He, he didn't deserve the nails and the cross and the pain and the suffering. He did that for me. I know they don't deserve forgiveness. But if we don't forgive, then we crucify the Lord fresh and we make what he did on the cross for us of none effect there's healing in this house this morning Esau could find no place of repentance though he sought it carefully with, with tears he was bitter about what he'd lost. He was bitter about what was done to him. He was bitter about Jacob and his, his actions towards him. And he could not find a place of repentance. I want to tell you this morning, repentance is a gift. But sometimes you got to seek for it. So most of us know, you, you know who I'm preaching to this morning. You know what you're feeling in your heart. I'm not trying to single anybody out. I would never do that. But you might have to fast. Come on, you might have to deny yourself. Come on, you, you have to lay down on that cross and, and, and allow the love of God to fill your heart and allow your pride to die. Because forgiving them is not for them. It's for you. Amen. There's forgiveness in this house this morning. Lift your hands to the Lord right now. Just begin to cry to him. God, I'm sorry, Lord. Come on, let's pray as a body, God, for every spirit of unforgiveness, Lord. I'm sorry, God, for every offense that I've held in my heart towards others. God, I'm sorry, Lord Jesus, for the spirit of bitterness, God, that I have, God, toward my circumstances, toward my brothers and my sisters, Lord, but toward, toward my dad and my mom, but toward those people, God, that have done me wrong. Lord, I'm sorry, God. Lord, I'm thankful for what you did for me. And I pray that the power of cross, the cross would fill our hearts this morning and tear down every wall of bitterness and every root of bitterness and rip it out of our hearts. In the name of Jesus, I pray. In the name of Jesus, you can't go any further until you find a place of repentance. Come on, you can't go any further until you find that place of healing in your heart. 
you can't go one more step until you face it. Until you look at it through the lens of the cross. As we sing, come on, begin to pray. Lord, you know your individual situation this morning. You know where you've been. You know the atmosphere of your heart. Yes, come on, come on. I know it's unfair. But it was unfair for Jesus too. Come on, I know that they didn't follow the rules. But neither have we. I know they shouldn't have said what they said. I know they shouldn't have done what they've done. But we can't go back and change that now. There's a lot of circumstances where I shouldn't have said what I said or did what I've done. We, I need forgiveness just like they need forgiveness. Oh, there's healing in this house. Come on, reach for him. Yes, in the name of Jesus. Not only did my sin die at the cross, but their sin died at the cross. And it has no more power over me as a saint of the living God. I have a future. I have a future. Come on, I'm going forth from the waters of Mara Hill. I'm going forth from the waters of Mara better. I'm going forth from the waters of Mara into the blessing of my future, which is filled with 12 springs of water and 10 palm trees and everything that I need. But I'll never get there without healing. I'm moving forward. I'm moving forward. I reach my hands to the heavens. I lift my If you want to find a place to kneel and to pray and seek the face of God, I want you to do that. Come on. If you feel a call of prayer and you can't really get into repentance, standing up, whatever, I want you to just fall on your knees and begin to call on the name of the Lord because you have a future. There's healing for you. There's restoration and deliverance. God didn't call you this far to leave you. In fact, he brought you here to heal you. He brought you here to restore you. He brought you here to make that thing that's detrimental in your past, to make it valuable in your future. Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church of Cambridge podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up with our weekly sermons. If you are in the Cambridge area, we invite you to join us on Sundays at 11 a.m. Again, thanks for listening and we hope to see you soon.